0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. Today's return guest is comic book writer Dylan Gilbertson where I'll be asking him about what comics he's been reading recently. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, who are currently running a Kickstarter to put the UK's number one comic magazine back into print. To find out more, be sure to search Comic Scene on Kickstarter or simply visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Dylan Gilbertson. How's it going?
1: Hey Sam, how you been? It's it's going it's going pretty good. Um, it's uh it's kind of, it's been kind of a weird weather day. Um, just been kind yeah. of relaxing. Um, most of most of the day today, reading comics. You know, doing pretty good. Nice man.
0: Yeah, no, it's been kind of strange here. Too sunny in the morning, a little bit of rain and a thunderstorm this afternoon. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like the here. the pressure and air haven't fully cleared yet, so it yeah. still feels like the, you know, the weather's on edge.
1: Yeah, even even for Boston, the weather seems particularly erratic the last few days. Like it's uh. it's it's seventy and sunny, and then it's seventy and rainy, and then it's sunny again, and then it drops down uh. to the fifties, and like it's just I don't know what's going
0: on. Oh wowzers!
1: Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, man.
0: Yeah, and no, a bit all over the place. Although we we've just had a full week of sun. Over here in Southern England, so that's been that's been really nice. Nice, um, yeah, that's good. But, that's uh, so yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty rare, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been really good, man. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, this is your you know second appearance on Comics for the Apocalypse. But for those that haven't listened to that episode
1: or haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? So, in the world of comics, I, I'm primarily a writer. Um, I do very limited edi- editing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm a comic book writer. Uh, I've been writing for, I don't know, almost 10 years now. Most people know my work uh, through Sweetheart, um, a book that came out uh, just a couple years ago. Um, I uh, was in the Ringo-nominated Yule anthology. Um, shout out to Grant Stoy for, for bringing me on for that. That was incredible. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's primarily my gig in this, in this town.
0: Nice. And where's the best place for people to find you online?
1: So I'm mostly on Twitter, um, but you can find me on all the socials, Instagram, uh, Hive, Blue Sky. I'm all at Dill Gilbertson. And then if you want to check out more of my work, you can find most of it, uh, or at least previews of it, posted at Dillandoescomics.com. And then if you are want to be on the bleeding edge of, of Dylan Entertainment, you can uh, try and uh, go to the Kickstarter that will be launching or or has launched depending on when this comes out it will be at, at necrocomic.com nice
0: excellent and we're going to get into that um in just a moment and of course all of dylan's links are in the show notes folks so feel free to click through follow like and um check out dylan's work as we're talking um but last time we spoke was in 2019 can you believe that it's crazy I, man i can't That's, i would, yeah, I was, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking back to the first time we chatted. That was very early on, even in my podcasting or in, yeah. in my podcasting interview career. And so I, you were one of the first I'd ever done. And I remember just sort of, I had my headphones in, and I wasn't sure where to sit or what to do, even though it's only an audio podcast. And so I, I, I remember just pacing back and forth in this small hallway as we spoke, <laughs> and then realized I'd been doing it for forty minutes or however long we talked.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. No, that's it's wild, man. Um, yeah. And of course, we we left you in an asteroid impact apocalypse. So, you know, how's it been treating you? What's been going on?
1: Well, like I said, the weather's kind of weird. Um, mostly, mostly. <laughs> there's a lot of There's a lot of dust in the hole that I've sort of dug for myself. Yeah, I found I found some pretty good comics so I've been chilling out, reading those. I found nice, a good man. pharmacy, so I got got all the meds that I need, and I'm, I've just been, I've been just kind of chilling. You know, I like the silence. Occasionally, nice. there's an explosion or or a scream of terror in the distance, but I just sort of shut it all out and I <laughs> bury myself in the comic book.
0: Excellent, excellent. You you've been keeping yourself busy. As well by by creating a new comic as well, um, and th- this takes us back to reality um, and uh, and that comic being uh, and Kickstarter being my neighbor Necromancer. So so tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, my neighbor Necromancer is a book that I wrote with Jason Piperberg is the artist. He does the art and the color, it's not the colors. He does the art and the letters. and then our our colorist is Luca Romano. most people know him from from books like Nottingham. Mm-hmm. With Mad Cave, and nice. it's yeah. it's about this this very upbeat twelve year old girl, and she stumbles upon this cabin in the woods. You know, like like you do sometimes in stories. She's she's chased her best friend in the whole world, her pet lizard named Vivit's, into mm-hmm. the woods after he, he runs away, and she finds this friendly neighbor, or this friendly neighborhood necromancer, if you will, hiding in 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 this cabin with an ancient secret. Uh, but her presence has sort of revealed his location he's been hiding out there and and now she has to learn to raise the dead herself to prevent the forces of evil from obtaining the ultimate power, which is the literal hand of death itself. So um, it's, it's a really fun book. It's, it's sort of meant to be kind of all ages. It's very, it's very dark. It's, it's moody, but it's also a lot of fun. It's very adventurous. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of meant to uh, appeal to a younger audience, but also an older audience and just sort of have a, a good fun sense of danger that that sort of under underwrites the whole story it's a it's pretty cool
0: that's awesome man and yeah now i was checking out the pages um and looks looks really yeah really cool fun um and also yeah kind of say kind of like dark dark in places as well so it's got a good mix of it all so i'm I'm sure it's 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 a good old all, all all
1: ages adventure yeah, I, was, I, was always, I was always a fan of the, the the movies and books growing up thing you know like there's always those lists online that were like were they the, the movies that traumatized children or traumatized you as a child and there's always the yeah. things like like the witches and yeah uh, Dark Crystal, Secret of NIMH, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh Return to Oz is, is a personal favorite of mine but yeah so we, we kind of tried to hit that that sort of that middle ground between things that are that are objectively terrifying uh, but also you know a lot of fun so hopefully hopefully we nailed that on the head that's awesome man
0: and of course this is this is going to be uh, running on kickstarter when does it launch launches
1: june 15th with a goal of ten thousand dollars cool.
0: cool amazing so that is literally as this episode goes live folks that's in three days time um but uh you got a pre-launch page i think
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we got a pre-launch page up right now. Uh, it, again, okay. it's just at necrocomic.com. If you go there um, you can just click follow along, then you will be notified uh, the moment that it launches. So, so go ahead and go, go do that so you don't miss out. We've got, a, a, we've got a, an, a, what I've been told is an amazing early bird special. So a lot of Kickstarters will do this thing where they have a reward. Um, and then for like the first so many people or for the first so many hours or days, you can get it at a reduced price and we've got this combo this hat and beanie combo that have mm. a, a this skull paw logo that you can see in, in the preview pages that people really seem to to really love and so you can get those and you can get them for like an incredibly low price for them and so i the, everyone that i show it to they're like you sure you can do this like you can mm-hmm. still make money i was like yeah it it works it works great um, and so if you want to cool. get it on the on the early bird special you know hit hit that up
0: excellent excellent um and then you know the 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 kickstarter aside where where did the I mean you were talking about there just kind of you know it's a bit of a nostalgia trip in a way but you know where 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 did the actual
1: idea stem from that's a great question and a question that I don't know how to answer um I I don't one of those it happens doesn't it yeah. It, yeah, it does. That's the that's that's literally the hardest question, but it's also one of the most common ones uh, in a lot of ways. I I don't I don't know exactly where it came from, but I remember where I was when when I when I first thought of it. I was in the back of a friend's car, uh, in San Diego. We were going to a karaoke night, and my my now wife was sitting in the front seat, and with with a mutual friend of ours, and they were already singing some song on the radio. Everyone was really excited for <clears throat> for karaoke night. And everyone looked at me and like, like, why aren't you singing? It, it was because I had for, somehow gotten this idea. Uh, and I was just furiously just trying to get it out of my head and written into my phone. Um, and at the time, it was at the time, I wasn't really sure the best direction for it. Um, like I said, so when she finds this necromancer in the woods, he's he's very kind. He's a very friendly necromancer, which kind of feels counterintuitive. Uh, And so when the story originally came to me, it was, he was going to be the main villain and she was going to have to steal a a necromancy book or something from his cabin to try and fight back. Uh, But then I started to think back on, uh, I started reading, uh, rereading some, some Neil Gaiman and, and Terry Pratchett books. And I always loved how they presented both the concept and the character of death. As sort of this sympathetic figure, um, mm. or, or neutral in in the worst of cases, and I it's it's just a such a weird fun thing because everyone's you know death is the universal bad right everyone's trying yeah, to do yeah, yeah. it as much as they can okay. and so things associated with death sort of sort of get mm-hmm. looped into that exactly. uh, but not but not in those stories and I I Man. thought that was really fun and so I sort of came to this place where. Uh, in in the book necromancy and, and sort of the concept of death, it can be really bad. You can use necromancy for you know evil, malevolent purposes and and, and sort of command the dead against their will, or you can it, it can be about your relationship with the dead, and you can sort of build trust and you can sort of you know be become friends and and mm-hmm. you know help each other out with the dead, and then ask them for help when you really need it. And so then I start to establish these two these two paths like good and bad necromancy and that was what really sort of lit the fire and and sort of made me you know feel like i really needed to do something with the story and then it became what it was
0: that's awesome man i um, mean is this the first issue of many or was it one shot i, I
1: totally forgot sorry dylan yeah no this will be this will be the first issue of six great yeah this awesome, first man. one will be yeah this first one will be 24 pages uh, but the, I, you, you've seen the art. I, I, exactly. I, still can't believe how incredible Jason and Luca are, especially as a team. Yeah. yeah Jason, exactly. uh, so Jason, how did that? How did that happen? Yeah. So Jason, I met through the Yule anthology. So uh, nah. a lot of people in the Yule anthology. We got together. We we had like I think we called it a Yule Christmas party, mm. and we all got on Zoom and we had like a digital hangout. And, uh, and that's how I sort of how I met Jason. And then we've continued talking through, excuse me, the group chat. And then I, I sort of brought this idea to that group and I was like, yeah, I don't really know what to do with it. And I just sort of, sort of passed it around. And I would sort of mention it every once in a while on the group until I finally, when I really knew I wanted to do something with it, I, I just sort of DM Jason and he was immediately on board. He, he, I, I love how Jason's story brain works too. Cause he, he does his own books he, he writes and draws a book of his called Spaceman and Bloater that, that's really good that I just reread recently. And, um, and so I was really happy to have him on board because he's, he's a co-creator really in a way. and he, mm-hmm. he sort of helps me flesh out these ideas. And then he it was kind of fortuitous because he work, is working currently with Luca on a project I don't think I'm allowed to talk about right now. But, but mm-hmm. he's working with Luca on a separate project. And Luca was one of the first guys that I'd ever met in comics and he was possibly, I think he might be the first friend I ever made in this industry was Luca back when I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And he, he was, he was sort of kind enough to, to guide me a little bit, but we've sort of kept in touch over the years. And I, I've always sort of meant to, to reach back out to him and get him on something once I, once I've got something that I thought was, you know, worthy of his, his time and talents. And I mean, he he'll always, he'll he'll bat down that comment and just be like, "You're always worth the time" because he's a great guy. But mm-hmm. but um, but yeah. So I I and so I I talked to Jason and I was like, "Yeah, there's this guy Luca," and he was like, "Luca Romano," and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, bring him on, let's do it. I I love that guy." And so um and so it all worked out really well. The whole team uh, gels really well, and that's kind of how that came to be.
0: Nice man, nice. And then for you as the as the writer, um. How is this experience compared to other um, comics that you've written?
1: Um, Good question. I think (laughs) in, I think, I think Sweetheart, when I wrote Sweetheart, it was sort of heavy handedly about my personal fears, um, with, with, th- with things like diabetes um, and right. just yes. for chronic yes. sickness yes. in general. Like it was, yeah. it, it, I mean, it was not, it was very thinly veiled and it was a rather heavy handed. I love that book. It's a great book, um, but it, but you know, it's, it's undeniable that, and then with My Neighbor Necromancer, it was the first time uh, that I kind of had a, sort of a, a message undercurrent about, you know, this, this concept of death and, and it's really, death is really about, how you handle it um and how you sort of cope with it kind of a thing but i didn't want that to be the book i didn't want it to be the message i mean i wanted it to be the message of the book but i didn't want that to be the 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 front text of the book it subtext all you want but i really just wanted it to be a lot of fun this fun adventurous dark fantasy book about death wizards <laughs> i thought that was really this this really cool idea and so uh i think Yeah, the main difference is I'm just trying to have as much fun as I can with this book as opposed to to try and really say something to the audience. It's just, I just want everyone to have a great time reading it, you know.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, you know, what's what's your kind of your usual setup for writing? Um, Can you write anywhere or do you have to have like a specific, you know, um, situation?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've... uh, Let's see. So I usually so when I'm actually writing when I'm sitting when I have a a setup and I'm just trying to write a script um, I'm usually sitting either at my kitchen table uh, in complete sight or not complete side so I usually have a movie going in the background Die Hard was a common one that I would just play in the background a movie that I really enjoy but something that I've seen enough that I don't have to pay any attention to it and and then I'll just sit there for hours and hours and, and just sort of clack away at the keyboard but usually at my kitchen table or it's sitting on the floor in front of my couch because my dog loves to hog the entire couch and I'm not uh you know I'm not uh I don't know not not brave enough or or uh or mean enough I guess or however you want to say I, I just don't have the heart to kick him off the couch yeah, and so exactly. I sit on the floor while he you know sprawls out on the couch um <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of the on the, the the other writing though is it's just sort of the in your head type of stuff where like, I just, when I go yeah. when I go on runs, uh, I'll work out story problems as I'm running and then, mm-hmm. um, and then try and just like throw them in my phone real quick or text them to my, I'm a huge fan of texting them to myself. Correct. Uh, yeah. and I like to joke it's because it's got redundancies because when you send a text to yourself, it sends it twice. So you've got it twice on there, but uh, <laughs> nice. I, I text <laughs> myself story ideas. Um, I'll, I'll email them to myself. I have, I have various documents on Google drive where I keep, different notes and then i forget which document i put them in so i'll put different notes yeah. in different documents it's chaos in my google drive but sure man but yeah so it's it's uh organized chaos i guess is, <laughs> is a way to put that
0: nice and then are you using um google docs just for your basic scripts or do you use something
1: else yeah i uh, a lot of people like to use uh i can't even think of the names right now like scrivener i think is one of them yes yeah that's it. That, yeah um ones that I think are usually used for uh like screenwriting and stuff, but uh, at the time when I first started writing comics, uh, I had all I had was a Chromebook in that famously cannot load external software like Microsoft yeah. Word and things, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know anything about Scriven or anything at the time, and so the just the most easily accessible thing was the google docs and that saves it all online it auto saves as you write so it's great and uh i think i got the format from uh, there's there was there's a website i don't know if it's blambot or -hmm. somewhere where it's got hundreds of sample scripts from different writers sure yeah and i just looked at one and i thought that looks like a good format and so i copy pasted the text in there and when you copy paste it, it also pastes the formatting and so, uh, and I just deleted the text and used the formatting that was still on there, and I've just been using that ever since. Ideal, man. Ideal. Sounds like a good setup. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad until you until you like need to export it as a PDF, because oh, yeah. then because like the the sizing is slightly different. And so, in in oh, comics, yeah. when you do when you send like a, a pitch, or if you send a script there's, there's this convention that like, it's very bad form to have like a block of text that's cut um, that breaks off between pages. And so if you have, if you have a page, like, so let's say you're writing page one, but the script is one and a half pages long. Mm. Um, <clears throat> um, it's, you have to break the, the, the page break has to come between panels yeah, and so, right. if you so you have panel one text, panel two text, the next page can't be a continuation of panel two. And so, what you have to do is you have to then cut page one kind of short to push panel two to the start of the next page. If that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure, man. And like yeah. that, and that's 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 all well and fine. But then, if you want to send a PDF of that script, you know that gets. Uh, I mean, it's it's this seems Let's like see. the simplest thing in the world, but it's incredibly frustrating when then you export yes. it and you have to figure out where the break needs to be in order to make that formatting work um yeah, man. anyway that's that's my that's my really really specific comic writer gripe about the, <laughs> the change
0: sure man sure um but uh sounds it sounds like it's good overall
1: um and that's the you know, that, that's overall, the trade-off right <laughs> yeah overall. It, yeah it works great it's 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 super easy to use it's free it auto saves you can share it super easy with people so yeah it's i like exactly. it it's it's way better than having to pay for a, you know, like a monthly subscription for something. So,
0: yeah, exactly, man, exactly. Um, that's really cool. Excellent. Um, now, as well as obviously um, writing and and you know, it's well into production. Um, My neighbor Necromancer. Um, what comics
1: have you been reading recently? Um, <clears throat> so I mentioned, I think a little bit ago that I just reread. Spaceman and Bloater, the volume one of Spaceman and Bloater, who is 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 written and and lettered and colored all by Jason. He's a jack of many nice. trades, yeah. Uh, and, and that's really fun because what happens is, I so I I'd, I'd read Spaceman and Bloater years ago, um, just when I first met Jason, and it's a it's a great little book. It's really fun. It's just a bunch of short stories, and Spaceman and Bloater are great are great characters that he's created. Um, but then the other day he was, he was texting me this idea um, about some side characters that he had. And he was talking about what he could be doing with them. And I was like, I'm I it's been so long. I'd have to go back and read it um, to give you any feedback on it. And so I, I went and did, and I'm glad that I did because I, I love reading that book. It's a lot of fun. Nice. I um, think you can get it for free on his website too. If you go oh, to, really? yeah, oh. if you go to Jason's portfolio, or his link tree, uh, you can click on it, and you can you can get a print-on-demand physical edition, or you can get uh, a free like PDF of it. And so, I nice. highly recommend doing that. There's high reward, no risk.
0: Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and kind of just a, a quick premise, just to give the the listeners a bit of a flavor.
1: Yeah. So, spaceman and bloater is man. I have never worked on an elevator pitch for this book. Let's see. Uh, so it's... <laughs> yeah, that's the tough one i know yeah. so, somebody else's uh so this character named spaceman uh, has a pet uh he's not a dog he's like he's like an alien dog and his name is bloater and he's his best friend yeah. and they sort of run an indie delivery service and they take on the jobs that are too dangerous for other people um and that's really the 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 bare bones concept of it, but you, you can kind of and all the adventures are are whatever the dangerous job is, right? And they end yeah, up running into sure. people that they've um, that they've uh, like bumped into in the past. They run into like ghosts, quote unquote ghosts. There's um, the whole issue is about whether or not ghosts exist and, and stuff like that. So, yes, it's Great. it's a uh, it's a cool adventure book. I like the the basic premise is built for infinite stories right like a, a exactly, yeah. story like a weekly like monster,
0: <laughs> type yeah. Of thing. Uh, yeah, monster yeah
1: monster of the week it's perfect i love
0: it oh, that's great man that's fantastic so yeah no definitely gonna gonna check that out um for yeah. sure and i really like uh jason jason's artwork so um yeah
1: no, he's no, so uh, he's so good i'm sorry i'm an, I, every chance i get every yeah. single conversation that i have where jason comes up i need to say if jason's not like a household name in the next couple years i'm gonna throw a fit He's, he's <laughs> way too good to be flying under the radar, and it's it's a shame. He's incredibly, incredibly skilled, and it's, awesome. he, he needs to be in more people's minds, I think.
0: 100%, 100%. Um, now, what what else have you been uh, flicking through
1: recently? Um, another one is... Yeah, I started reading Gail Simone's Sinister Six, The, the Villains United book like the first because everyone that's always on a list of like some of the greatest some of the greatest writing it's it's I mean Gail's an incredible writer and that's always up there I think on lists of her best books uh and so I and I had never read it I'm a huge I'm a big DC guy and I perhaps somehow had never read it and so I I think I'm like halfway through the first volume of that it's it's a lot of fun I uh it's got a lot it's one of those books that Uh, Elevates B B C D Z list characters characters that Mm. are sort of been written off as jokes in the past, and that's I always love that. I always love it when when you know old old characters that don't really have any relevance or were sort of just one off jokes are sort of brought back and given new origins or. You know, new relevance and, and made something really cool, and that sort of seems to be what the vibe of Sinister Six—not Sinister Six, um, yeah, Sinister Six—is, uh, and I, it's a lot of fun. There was a there was a scene uh, <clears throat> in one of the first couple issues where they're making jokes about uh, about about these zealous characters, and somebody threw in Crazy Quilt. And that one's like, that's a notoriously, quote unquote, bad character that didn't have any business being in, you know, an A-list class. And it reminded me of, uh, I think, Scott Snyder, years and years later, like, did a revamped origin for him. And so that was, that was funny that they just threw out Crazy Quill. And I was like, well, he's supposed to be cool now, I think. Hmm um have you read that before have you read i haven't
0: i haven't and i was just looking it up on um on ebay actually yeah. um and uh at least in the uk you can get the first volume for like nine pounds so currently that's what i don't know maybe 12 13 bucks or something
1: yeah um, i think i mean it came out in like 2006 and exactly. so uh, it's it's sort of made its way into uh, like the greatest hits kind of pricing, where you know it's yeah. it's you you can find it in many places and usually at a, a, a relatively cheap price. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's really good. The sort of the, the premise, if you're not familiar, and for anyone listening that's not familiar, is it's sort of it's sort of pseudo Suicide Squad, and so mm-hmm. the all all of the villains in in DC, I think in the book it's supposed to be like over 200 villains have all gotten together to, for their villains united thing like it's it's your it's your usual um like what is it the secret society of super villains type of thing where they all sort of gang up and, and make a, a united front and then there are some villains though that have declined and so the villains united they're they're not having it they're very upset that that some of them have declined their offer and they need to make examples out of them and so the these six villains uh, have been recruited by a mysterious figure that they don't know, and and the reader doesn't know. I don't know at this point. Uh, and they, has sort of recruited these six people to sort of go and throw a wrench in their gears and and sort of disband this this new global threat that's that's come up. So it's sort of villains versus villains, which is always fun.
0: Always, no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm going to definitely check it out yeah. and uh, and let and let you know. <laughs> yeah, do it. For sure, man. Uh, now, what what else has been in your reading list of late? <clears throat> um,
1: I reread the first volume of I Hate Fairyland. If you're familiar, I am. Yeah. So Scotty Young, um, I think wrote wrote and and drew. Almost, I think now they might have new books coming out. I hate Fairyland under with a different creator. Um, But that was it was sort of a creation of Scotty Young. And when it first came out, so the the basic premise of it is this little girl sort of finds herself in fairyland, but the girl is very rough around the edges. She's this adorable little girl. um, But she in the real world, like she curses and she, you know, she's throwing stuff. She's incredibly violent. And and then she finds herself in fairyland where none of that stuff is allowed. And so she's Instead of saying, you know, dropping f bombs, she'll say fluff instead, and so you kind of get that uh, that that sort of pseudo cursing, kind of like what Lobo does. Like instead of saying the f forty, says frag, and <laughs> stuff that was kind of popular in the nineties at the time, yeah. and and it's it's just it's just good <laughs> it's just good fun, you know. I think when it was first coming out, it was during a time when all the comics that I was reading were just like they're in the middle of stories that were incredibly complicated and just like you needed to have read the previous 10, 15 issues to have any idea what was going on. And there were mm-hmm. hundreds of characters being thrown around. It was, it was, I still enjoy them. They're, they're still very well crafted stories and and worth their, worth their salt. But it was nice to pick up this book that was, I could just turn off, you know, the, the, i didn't have to flex my nerd muscles as much to really enjoy it and it was just it was just good comics fun and it really was like it was it was violent and it was funny and it was, it was adventurous it's very creative and and i really appreciate that that about it and so it's it's fun to pick that one back up and just you know have a good have a good popcorn flick of a book
0: for sure man um and uh, of course, yeah, no, um, it's kind of in that same category where, you know, you can get it quite reasonably priced um, on eBay for pre-owned copies. And um, I'm sure it's available everywhere digitally as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, um, I'm sure it But, is. Uh, yeah, no, if you do want to get it in print, I'm sure you can find a, a copy on eBay wherever you are yeah. in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's what's funny, too, is uh, I think during the first run it had Every issue. So the book I think is officially titled "I Hate Fairyland," but there were variant covers that were supposed. I mean, the word on the street was is that was the real title, uh, and the variant was was F Fairyland. Um, well, I mean, F, You. I don't know how if we're allowed to curse much on the show, but. <laughs> it uh but yeah it was just f fairyland was was the ver- the the mature variant cover and so there was some right. conversation about whether the book was officially called f fairyland or whether it was i hate fairyland ah there you go
0: so yeah. if you can find one of those then yeah you know that's a collector's item
1: yeah 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 i think that was probably the intention behind it i think i been no cool. I'm, a, I'm a i'm a sucker for some variants i think i bought a couple of the f fairyland ones oh nice yeah they're they're fun they're good stuff. I, oh, I think for sure. they're they're always great. One of my favorite things about variants is just getting it it's like seeing cool fan art of at least in in many cases, it's like seeing cool fan art of characters in a book that you love when they when they reach out for other other artists to work on the cover. Um an, an example for some reason that just came to mind is uh, David Pepos just wrote a a Moon Knight book. I, I don't know if it's out yet, or if it's come, if it's if it just came out. Hmm. But, but you know, it's a Moon Knight book. I can't. Remember, I don't. I don't even know who who drew the actual issue. But Scotty Young actually did uh, did a variant of it. And so it, instead of like this this you know this very slick, very action heavy, very very gloomy, ominous you know shot of of Moon Knight doing what he does, it's just like a some bumbling zombies like in the in the classic Scotty Young cartoon style that i really love and so that's always fun i always like to see you know just different visual takes on stuff it's it's good it's fun
0: yeah man that's what it's about and i mean that's what comics is about it seems to be quite a fairly unique thing to comics yeah i feel it's it's kind of varying covers yeah um and uh yeah no it's awesome i love it
1: um another one that i reread recently is a book called gun uh, have you heard of this this book? Gun. I haven't. By, I
0: hadn't come across this one.
1: Yeah you you gotta check this one out. So this is by uh, a, another a singular creator. His name's Jack Foster, and the the book is called Gun. And this volume is called Fighting Is My Monday. And it's it's kind of what it's about what life is like on the other side of Superman's fist. So uh, mm. that's uh, it's 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 about the life of the henchmen and the villains and stuff. And just how they basically live their lives and why they do what they do, kind of a thing. It's it's a really fun take. It's it's sort of vaguely reminiscent of Boys. I don't think it was really directly inspired by it at all, um, but it does share some very vague similarities. And so it's about this guy who who has sort of a low level superpower of his own, and he's he's sort of helping out a buddy who's going to. It's basically supervillain. AA meetings to sort of like talk about, you know, trying to get help and stay away from, from, you know, the wrong side of the law or whatever. And then he, he ends after the meeting, they end up finding a superhero who's been injured. And so they decide to sell her on the black market um, to a, but to another group of super villains. And then, you know, instead of splitting the money evenly three ways, like one of them screws them over. And so they have to, You know, they have to fight against a a bunch of people to try and keep their share of the money. And it's it's a really cool uh, action crime book, I guess. It's got a lot of really creative stuff. Jack is, Jack's, it's really cool because he works, I think, um, exclusively in watercolors. And he does stuff that like, I didn't think was possible with watercolors. Um, Like when I think of watercolors, it's always very washy and dreamy and, and, you know, ill-defined edges and whatever. But, but he, like you, on, on a lot of this stuff, you would never guess it was watercolors. And he, he's an incredible artist. And I think he's just as, as good of a writer. Um, he, he's got incredibly uh, effective imagery in a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of great, uh, like one-liners in it. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I just reread that one, and, and so I recommend checking that one out if you haven't already.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, no, and yeah, as you say, like the watercolors aspect, um, that's that's quite unique. Um, yeah, he
1: he does one. a lot of uh, speaking of variant co- covers. He's in some variant covers for, um, for a lot of books too, and and I'm always really shocked. I mean, like I said, like water. I don't know. I i never I'd never suspected watercolors to be this versatile and he is a Man. master at it and it, it always sort of catches me by surprise how how great it is
0: wow, that's really cool that's really cool and yeah watercolors isn't something that you'd kind of necessarily associate kind of with a you know a superhero-esque type book um yeah and uh yeah no that's that's really awesome mm-hmm. um so yeah no they're very, very very unique and uh very cool yeah awesome um, and then, yeah, no, what's it, what's your fifth and final title that you've been reading recently?
1: Uh, the fifth one is the autumnal, uh, um, written by Daniel Krauss and, and drawn by Christian. And that, uh, the, I, the, the, basic premise of that book is this, uh, this little girl sort of is staying with this, this woman who has, uh, connections to like a, a very dark past and, and, the, the sort of the central conceit is that the, there, there are trying to, I, this is a book that like it's got so many cool turns that I I'm trying not to, to spoil any of it. Um, <laughs> Always difficult, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, it's very tough to do. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's sort of about, Kind of generational trauma, I think is at least the way I interpret it. Um, mm-hmm. And so in the, in this town, you sort of get these, these feelings that there's something else, man, this is going to sound incredibly generic now when I try and, th- but there's, there's something else going on in the town, man, I'm terrible at selling that book. Never, never put me on a publishing team for that book. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the things, the thing that sticks out really about it is Chris's art. So he, a lot of it is something it feels very folk horror um the there's a lot of the 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 like so if you look at the cover of one of them is this image of a girl and there's there's leaves all around her face and there's sort of branches coming out and yeah. and it's i don't know <laughs>
0: that's it's pretty crazy man i mean i can i can, I can read the uh the the amazon synopsis yeah yeah do, do that. So, i and mean like i
1: really, I really am like, like i said because the book what one of the great things about the book is that there's there's so many different twists and turns and none of them feel forced it all feels very fluent and natural um but awesome. even even that way like i'm afraid i'm afraid to say too much about it so yeah i can read read the yeah read the
0: for it. so let's let's go off for this um so following the death of her estranged mother cat somerville and her daughter Sybil flee a difficult life in Chicago for the quaint and possibly uh, pernicious town of Comfort Notch in New Hampshire. From uh, New York Times bestselling author Daniel Krauss and rising star uh, Christian Shannon uh, comes a haunting vision of America's prettiest autumn. So they've kept it kind of vague as well. Um, I know there's another paragraph within their blurb. Um, Her estranged mother's death uh brings Kat Somerville back to Comfort Notch. Um a hometown she can barely remember. As she and her daughter, Civil, try to settle into a new life, Kat discovers that sometimes home is best forgotten. So they kind of return back <laughs> yeah. to like a hometown and it's kind of like, you yeah. know, it's it's not the best experience. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You sort of you sort of learn I think that the town is uh is sort of known for its its, I think it's beautiful foliage. Um, and so you sort of start to learn um, that it's not quite as natural as you are led to believe. And so there's sort of sinister secrets behind even, even the good things that the town is known for, which is, was kind of interesting and cool. So.
0: Yeah, man, it's quite, kind of like hot fuzz. If you gonna <laughs> yeah, watched no, it. We, we, <laughs> not I, exactly I, like hot fuzz. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, so it was funny as I was, as I was, you know, stumbling, Fruitlessly through my poor description of this book is that I I sort of stopped myself from saying like Hot Fuzz. Oh right, yeah, that. That, was like, that was a comedy <laughs> book, but it's it's certainly it's yeah, not Hot Fuzz, but book. a
0: serious version of it. It's a
1: very serious, it's a very it's a very <laughs> terrifying, um dramatic book and. It's, it's really cool. I like it a lot.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, no, just a
0: hot, hot fuzz, man. Oh my god, it's just so, <laughs> it's so hilarious, good. isn't it? Yeah. Um, another, just like a- all, all, all of like, if you've ever lived in in the UK, I mean, just all of the, you know, um, I don't know, like the mundanities that they kind of present in terms of like the supermarkets, like you know, just like townies, kind of you know, wearing tracksuits and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's just absolutely spot on. Hilarious.
1: Oh, fantastic
0: yeah man straight up uh well um dylan gilbert said it's been good to ca- catch up in your uh asteroid impact apocalypse um and uh yeah i i wish you well um for for, for the rest um of that apocalypse and hopefully you'll find some more uh more comics that will keep you busy and 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 hopefully you'll you'll be creating even more comics because you're always welcome back on the show
1: thanks so much i appreciate it I'll, uh I'll, I'll try and fortify the hole in the ground that I live in here enough to, to survive long enough to make it to another show
0: you bet man you bet and, uh, best of luck with the campaign um everybody go click through to uh my neighbor necromancer uh the pre-launch page is available now which will turn into the um the kickstarter page so make sure that you go check it out and uh and back it if you like it um and uh, make sure you give uh give dylan a, a follow on on twitter and the like as well um and then uh for you dylan do you have any comic cons coming up this year at all
1: um i'm going to be at san diego comic-con but i'm not going to table um i I may be tabling at boston con uh i may Mm. also be tabling at um i think it's called the the spooktacular book fest it's a really small one um that's down near uh longwood in boston Um, Just a really small local thing. I think that's in September. Um, And so, I mean, just Google Spooktacular Book Fest uh, around that time, and you'll probably find it. You can come say hey.
0: Nice, man. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Well, Dylan, best of luck with all of that. And, uh, yeah, no, if you're ever in the UK, make sure that you, you hit me up. Be good to catch up.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Take it easy.
0: You too, man. Take care. Bye thanks again to dylan for being on comics for the apocalypse again it was an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed the show please leave a review for us on itunes spotify or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well if you'd like to check out dylan's work or follow him on social media those links are in the show notes along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet speaking of which if you haven't already be sure to visit comic scenes website at ComicScene.org for comic news and other fun consequential art stuff and finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future i'll see you next time bye for now